0: That was like, they came for Megazone 23?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, wait a second. You watch this show and think it's serious business? How is that possible?
1: <laughs> you cannot want the resurrection of Cogswell Pepperbox that much.
0: <laughs> well, it's just like, um, there's no way that this show is not funny. Or you can't make fun of it. And I can understand maybe venerating it because it's one of those the first animes that you watched. But... I don't know, like, we sort of did the same thing with Ninja Scroll. It's a pretty good anime, but there's lots of stupid sex scenes and guys with worthless powers. I
1: don't know, I just hate this, like, attitude of, like, it's funny until you make fun of something I like, and then it's serious. We really like Get a Robo, Fist of the North Star, shows that are very easy to make fun of.
0: And I think to a certain extent we do make fun of them. Not even to a certain extent. We definitely do make fun of them. We, like, Getter 2 and Getter 3 get tagged on all the time. I don't know.
1: It just makes me mad. It's like, get a grip, dude. There, <laughs> undeniably, there are more important things in your life than Zone 23. One would hope. Two, three. My mistake. But I don't want to go down that whole route with uh, Godwin's Law. Are you familiar with this thing? I am not. Enlighten me. The it's idiotic. But it's this some internet meme that's like if a forum discussion continues for long enough, the probability of someone being compared to the Nazis increases.
0: Okay. Oh so So it's
1: just you know, it's it's some idiotic internet meme garbage. So you're saying that sort of You shouldn't pay attention to. But this is what happened. Like he breaks out with the first they came for the the homosexuals and i said nothing
0: yeah then they came for me and there was no one to speak bum bum bum
1: because we were in an alternate tokyo 500 years in the future that was floating in space well i mean that's the really the main bad guy's name was bd wong what's worse the gay psychologist from law and order svu
0: (laughs) was he gay in the show i thought he was gay in real life
1: i don't know you never tried to hit Mariska Hargitay. That seems like, you know, proof of absence is absence of proof. <laughs> or wait, no.
0: <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> to be fair, uh, from the back, she could be easily construed as a dude. She's got some broad shoulders. That's true. She, they call her the fridge.
1: <laughs> she played right tackle. So, uh, here's a – I've got a little a theorem if you will, that I'd like to propose to you. I have discovered proof that art doesn't, or rather, art does not require intent.
0: Art does not require intent?
1: Yes. Okay. You can create art inadvertently.
0: And the proof of this is Gantz. Gantz is your proof of this? Yes. Big titted women in spacesuits shooting aliens? Well, I
1: mean, let, let's not lie. That's good. <laughs> But Somebody Gantz is a terrible show Moa. that, at the same time, is the most brilliant show ever conceived, maybe. But totally inadvertently, like it's—I've been rewatching it. Like I'm almost—I've almost rewatched the entire show because Grazielle's not around. So what am I gonna do? I'll watch the I whole don't, anime show. Graziel's
0: not around, so my conscience is gone.
1: <laughs> That's part of it. But Gantz is such however it's pronounced gants it's such a brilliant indictment of itself that <laughs> like like people somebody needs to write a a scholastic paper on this show because there's just it's so pro, it's primed to be mined for like it's brilliant and it's brilliant because it's so stupid really yeah like it's don't get me wrong it's like kind of really a bad show but um just like th- by so sort of bombastically portraying all this boobs and ultraviolence and stuff, it is condemning itself. Like I, I wish I I had taken the time to write down notes about it so I could describe my point further. It's
0: just so over the top that it becomes a commentary, not unlike Shoot 'Em yeah. Up, which was not a glorification yeah. of violence but a commentary on it in a certain sense.
1: And then it reflects on you, the viewer. And your attitude towards violence. And it's totally, to use the word again, it's an indictment of you as a viewer watching this stuff. Like, there's a lot of, whatever, the basic plot of Gantz is like people die and then they get resurrected in this room where this strange black ball sends them on missions to kill aliens. Uh, And it's just, it's an excuse to have (laughs) gore and boobs in the same show.
0: Nonchalantly like yeah people get die and get resurrected and then they kill aliens it's but that's, a cartoon <laughs> well but the funny thing is like it's such an outlandish thing and that you know we've been so conditioned that that's an acceptable plot for a cartoon that doesn't even like that's not even that crazy
1: well that factors into the whole thing <laughs> but yeah so it's an excuse for a show to have boobs and and gore uh but watching it I I guarantee you this is not the intent of the creators. So at least it's not the intent of the like manga creator because I've been reading the manga and it's just. Let me say for a show that involves a karate master punching a dinosaur in the neck, it's a pretty bad manga.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you need to scanulate that panel? I already have it scanned. I need to make but I need to make T-shirts, stat. But. Like, the the
1: manga is so dumb, and, like, none of this commentary really enters it, but when you watch the anime, it's, like, so apparent. And there's these things. So there's the games that go on, and then after the game goes on and the people who live get sent back into the real world for a while, like, the first time that happens, it's, like, six or seven episodes until the next game starts, and the whole time, all you're thinking is, like, Come on, where's the next, like, alien they have to kill? And it's totally, like, brought you into its own trap of, like, yeah, you do want this, don't you, you sicko? You're sick, just like the people in this show. It's like, it's so complex, but it's complex because it's so stupid.
0: I I really want to watch Gantz now.
1: Don't watch it when Cassie's around. I I would not. Just don't. Don't watch it when
0: anybody's in the house.
1: Lock the door, watch it with headphones if possible, and facing away from a door.
0: <laughs> no, you have to face towards the door. The monitor face towards faces the door. Face the, door. the TV away
1: from the door. There you go. And put the brightness all the way down on your laptop just in case. And if Close somebody, the blinds. If
0: somebody walks in, destroy the television. Keep a pistol handy. It's the only way to be sure. Just unload on it. It's like somebody walks in, blam, blam, blam. Oh, my God. I was not watching Gantz, whatever you <laughs> think. That TV was possessed. It was doing things to my mind. The greater
1: good. Can I still watch Top Chef? There'd be no Top Chef in this house.
0: Now we'll never know who won So You Think You Can Dance. I think the world is going to be better
1: for that. Once again, guns. It's brilliant. It saved us in more ways than we could know that we needed saving.
0: By pointing out our
1: own flaws? Yes. It is the mirror held up to our soul.
0: Gantz is that good friend who can tell you hard truths. Like, yo, dude, this
1: anime thing is a bit much. <laughs> Maybe you should watch some Hello Kitty.
0: <laughs> Look, and may- I'll be like, yeah, it's, it's on a backpack. Also on this pencil. <laughs> also on this notebook. It's like third grade all over again. But not for me. I did not have a Hello Kitty anything in third grade. No I had a what trapper keeper with a you. golden
1: retriever puppy on it. Are you serious? It was pink, or at least uh, it was a deep fuchsia, maybe.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think all my Trapper Keepers were sort of non-distinct pattern things that were either neon blue or neon green. The 80s were heavily influenced by the idea of neon. (laughs) If only
1: we could go back. Or if only someone created a spaceship 500 years in the future that replicated that most perfect era. Think about that. We could just... Phil Collins would never die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Phil Collins isn't even dead yet. And then he can Despite make all the collaborations with both life.
1: Thugs and Harmony
0: <laughs> that he wanted. Oh, uh, Phil Collins, I hate blah, blah, blah.
1: you. You want to talk about some video games? Some uh, games. Are we talking about some video games? games? Even
0: <laughs> though this has already been like the longest we've talked about anime in like four podcasts? Although I guess
1: we can't disagree. Well, we already spoil- talked about Johnny Mnemonic.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we, we can't despoil, uh, we shouldn't despoil this anime because this is a legitimate good one we're going to talk about next episode. So yeah, let's talk about some video games. But on the topic
1: of Johnny Mnemonic, I was thinking today, you may have seen in the forums like a couple days back, somebody posted something about uh, Speed Racer and people asking why there was a monkey in it. Really? And I said, it is my dream that one day people will not ask why is there a monkey but why isn't there a monkey in this movie? <laughs> so I was thinking today, and we were, you know, last podcast we were talking about Henry Rollins and how he should be in more movies. I'm thinking, put those hands together. It's a buddy cop movie. With Henry th- Rollins and the monkey. That would be amazing. And Henry Rollins is the good cop. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: the responsible <laughs> monkey. one. Monkey.
1: A-, a uh Sly
0: Stallone in Tango and Cash. But the problem with Sliceling was too crazy. I think if uh, uh, Henry Lawn should play a total straight man, like he's always like saying, Monkey, you're out of control. And then the monkey <laughs> just hits somebody with some poo. <laughs> monkey, put your diaper back on. The chief see you. You want to get us a lawsuit?
1: You. This precinct is on its last legs already, monkey. Put the diaper back on.
0: No. Give me your badge and your diaper. The word precinct inspired me. Keep the me. diaper. They should do a remake of Precinct 13. But this time, Henry Rollins plays the character of the cop defending the precinct from the gang. Yeah. And the monkey is his prisoner.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> that would be end, awesome. And they the come monkey to would have three names?
0: Can you imagine a monkey in handcuffs? In monkey handcuffs? and Or monkey how, feet how cuffs? How would they even work? Which you would have to cuff it? him to his feet. And the tail? You'd have to cuff the tail, too. You'd have to develop some kind of pentagonal monkey shackle. <laughs>
1: I don't think our scientists are up to the task.
0: (laughs) I'm just imagining a monkey, like, diving into a crowd of gang members or corrupted SWAT team members.
1: Quintuple-wielding
0: weapons.
1: (laughs) I'm imagining a monkey and Henry Rollins pushing a billboard down a hallway and then shooting a gas tank with a sniper rifle in the penultimate scene. And then... Henry Rollins lets the monkey get away at the end. He's like, I didn't see nothing.
0: Yep. And, the and mon- then the monkey screeches
1: at him and throws his poop and then runs away. <laughs> Godspeed, monkey.
0: Godspeed. That will be awesome. I think we deserve it. We'll call least- it monkey business. <laughs> there's probably already been a movie called Monkey Business.
1: I'm sure there's been Seven.
0: <laughs> Uh, I don't... My more clever and creative title would be Precinct 13, except this time it's with Henry Rollins and a monkey. That's the <laughs> That's title of the movie. That's a long title. Movies what have been having longer titles lately. I hate that when lately. movies
1: have really long titles and then you have to say them at the box office. It's like, yeah, let me get a ticket for Blood Exterminator 13, The Deadening Part 3, <laughs> Noah's Revenge. <laughs> I always – that's the same thing like I, I've developed what I would tentatively call a Jamba Juice addiction, which I think might make me gay, but the testing equipment has not arrived in the mail yet, so I haven't been able to confirm it. <laughs> but all I really want is a fairly light lunch in liquid form. But to, in order to go through this, I have to say their ridiculous names. And in the beginning, I was resisting, and I was like, yeah, let me get the strawberry one. And they'd be like, huh? And I'd be like, all right, let me get the Sunrise Strawberry Supreme Blast with the vitamin C boost. <laughs> and they'd be like, that'll be $6. And your masculinity. And I'm like, I already <laughs> gave
0: you that to you yesterday. I've I got, already no, said You can name. have the
1: dregs of my femininity. <laughs>
0: my balls are in a jar behind the counter thank you very much all right i did that so i could get your membership card and i believe this drink is free because it is my 20th please punch my card
1: god i wish they had a i think things i frequent need to have all of them need to have frequent whatever they are customer cards because when i pick something i latch onto it I ate Chipotle for like three months straight. (laughs) Think of how many free burritos I could have gotten. I would have built a house.
0: (laughs) Out of burritos?
1: And I would have eaten it.
0: No, Dave. New York has way too high a Latin immigrant population for that burrito house to survive. (laughs) (laughs) It would never last. Plus, I might come to visit. You're going to wake up and the living room's gone. (laughs) All that's left is an empty
1: five-gallon drum of sour cream. (laughs) Why? No, my addition <laughs> I'd take solace in the fact that your toilet would never be the same
0: <laughs> uh, If you ate a whole living room full of burritos I don't toilets don't even come into question. They just need to eject that out of the atmosphere.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've seen what happens
0: to my toilet when I eat one. <laughs> oh, terrible things. May their names never be spoken. All right, are we going to talk about video games or what? Yes.
1: Guess what I played?
0: Grand Theft, Theft Auto
1: 4. Oh, it's terrible.
0: It is? It's everything you
1: thought it wouldn't it. be? God, it's so annoying. Like, I'm, today, after deciding that I hated it, for sure, like, after confirming that I was like, yeah, I don't like this game, um, I'm reading this guy's article online, and he's talking about how later in the game you, like, meet up with this gang of Irish mobsters, and the one Irish brother is a cop. And at one point, he tells you to kill his brother because the brother's going to talk to reporters about something. And you have to make a choice between which brother do you kill. And it sounded so complex. And at the same time, I'm thinking about this in the terms of my gameplay, where I had to go beat up a Chinese store owner for protection money. And to do this, I had to find a brick and throw it through his window. And thankfully... My radar was equipped with brick detection, <laughs> and a green brick dot appeared on my map, so I could find the brick.
0: Is that I a played bad it for thing? a couple hours. I was like, "This is bad." I don't it's know. Like, having it, quest-based radar has always been something I'm a pro. I hate. I just having feel a like ho- there's
1: a point where you take it too far, like that. Uh, a, a brick would be so rare
0: and, that you couldn't just pick one up off the street.
1: I, just like, do you remember the arrow in Bioshock? Yeah. Like, I turned it off immediately because it was like, okay, go this direction, you'll make it through. Bioshock was not that like; it, it wasn't like it was a very non-linear game. I guess that's true. Like, if you were walking down a hallway, chances are the end of that hallway was where you needed to be. You didn't necessarily need an arrow, but I—I just—I—I I don't get the love of Grand Theft Auto, and I don't get when people say, "Oh, it's got an improved like hand-to-hand system, aka sissy slap fights." Two thousand and eight. Like, there's no chutzpah behind these like punches they're giving. They're like pack, 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 and then like the other guy's like pack, pack, pack. But it looks like they're kind of just like slapping at each other and like jostling
0: so you didn't feel like it was the sort of virtuosic experience that everybody is claiming it was
1: uh yeah i'm not getting that guys i played the final fantasy for we my life as a king it's all right it's kind of um act raisery and this the simplicity of its simulation but it's okay
0: <laughs> so so that's it for your assessment of Grand Theft Auto. We're going to receive so much hate mail for that three minutes of talk.
1: Meh. What are you going to do? I don't know. It was kind of bad, guys. I don't know why people like it. But And I, I am reaffirmed in my belief that I just don't get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, part of me is willing to accept that I might just be wrong about Grand Theft Auto. Just because I don't like it. Everybody else does. But I think I'm cool with just being wrong about it. Maybe it is a really good game. Maybe I just don't get it. That's okay. I don't know. I'm cool the with that. with
1: these open weird world games, and I was talking about this when Karaoke Ninja was talking about Oblivion, it just seems like the narrative you create after you've played the game and you're writing an article about it is always so much more interesting than actually playing the game. Like, writing about that narrative is more fun than creating it. And I had that experience myself with Oblivion when I was writing the, like, dinosaur blog about it. Like, it was so much more fun to write about my dinosaur than to actually play him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind and of, that, I'll agree with that. I mean, the, the attraction of Oblivion for me was always that, um, you know, you're in this open world and you get to create this character uh, who will be able to do all these fantastic things. But the fantasy of that character was still more powerful than the realization of it in the game nothing that they could ever do um would live up to my expectations of that reality and i mean you can say that's a limitation of the technology but if that's the game that you're trying to create and you don't do it then i I think it's a legitimate criticism like to say that it just it didn't create the sense of reality that it needed to to be a really good game
1: yeah like And and i think that's the issue when I talk about the guy writing an article about Grand Theft Auto 4 and it sounds so cool on paper like it's easier it's easy to fill in the gaps when you're talking to someone about it and be like oh I did all these great things it was amazing but when you're actually doing them like would it really be that impactful to decide which brother to kill if it came down to like okay I push the A button or the B button I don't know
0: well, but I, I think a, a good example of of a different game that does that a little more successfully is uh, um, Mass Effect. Like, I was really sort of enwrapped in the story of Mass Effect, or at least in the character that was created uh, in that world. And, I mean, it, it sort of falls in the same thing. Like, the combat in Mass Effect is not that interesting. It's kind of stilted. Uh, it doesn't work all that well. But you're still sort of drawn along by this impulse to... To realize who this character is going to become, or to sort of see the heights of their achievement, and it's still it's interesting because uh, the heights of their achievement um, aren't necessarily skills within the game. It's how you work out the storyline, and so I think it's sort of an argument that you know Oblivion did have this other storyline, but it was just wasn't that compelling. And all of the sort of things you can accomplish by becoming like the head of the Fighters Guild or the leader of the Dark Brotherhood, just didn't end up feeling that great. They weren't...
1: Uh, Yeah, I had a real problem with that. Like, hitting the end of those quest lines and just feeling so unfulfilled. It's like, yeah, you're the leaders of the Fighters Guild. Okay, what's that do for me? Well, you get this box you can put stuff in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also, it's like of zero consequence. Because if you can be the leader of the Fighters Guild, which is supposed to... You know, be this mercenary thing. And then you can also go and be the leader of the Wizard's Guild or the Mage's Guild. You've immediately sort of sucked the impact out of your action because it's of no consequence, you know? Or you
1: can be the leader of the Noble Thieves and the leader of the murderous secret organization.
0: (laughs) Robin Hood's wearing two hats. Yeah, maybe you're playing both sides against the middle and other cliches i I
1: played oblivion i had a kleptomaniac sex obsessed dinosaur who was also a
0: racist but all and the truth of that is all of it was external to the game
1: yeah it was all my head like there was only so much limit you could put on the import of stealing tomatoes from people's houses (laughs) Uh, yeah or like purposely killing the cat people because they said some shit about your brother from another mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just uh, – and I think that's why I could never get into Grand Theft Auto. I just – you know, it, I understand that I, – I think people applaud what is being stri- strived for or striven for, strived for. What is the word? Strove? Strove, I believe. Whatever. Make fun of no, me for not knowing that not, word Not later. even close. But I think that uh, people are applauding what's being aspired to in Grand Theft Auto more than they are uh, applauding its execution. And I mean, uh, it's like Pee Wee Little leak. Yeah, I mean, They're like,
1: good job! You almost hit the ball that time.
0: Yeah, I mean, and uh, to be fair, you know, this is uh, Grand Theft Auto is a cultural phenomenon, and to a certain degree, it's expanding the borders of what people think is possible in a game because it's creating a world that is much larger and intricate much larger and more intricate than uh, than what's previously existed. But that, you know, I don't have to necessarily praise the avant-garde every time or I don't have to necessarily like the fact that this great innovation is happening within the context of total digital debauchery, you know?
1: Yeah. I hear you. Maybe we should move on to less con- or uncontrovers well, no less controversial i guess there is a robot that has sex with fruits
0: whatever but that has existed before uh my contribution yeah. to this podcast uh this podcast's relevancy is uh, <laughs> that i actually played and beat uh penny arcade on the rain slick precipice of darkness it, episode one it was totally meh
1: hey, I i think i reacted more positively to it than you i i played through and beat it all yesterday <laughs> How long was, was it payoff? for you? Someone claimed
0: that it was nine hours. It was like four or five. Yeah. Yeah, it know. definitely I was not like nine.
1: I, I don't know. I started around two. It wasn't dark out when I finished. So I,
0: it couldn't have been that long. And I mean, I guess part of me appreciates what they were going for. Like, it's nice to see this, the spirit of Grim Fandango and other comedy-based games being revived. But it was just, I don't know. I just didn't think it was that funny. Penny Arcade yeah. has done some really hyper funny stuff. But having the guy who pees on things, it just that's not funny to me.
1: Yeah, the the scatological humor. Like I I knew they weren't above it, but I've always thought of them as people who can use it somewhat effectively. Like it's a very difficult thing to make a funny poop joke. And I feel like they have and <laughs> like just having a doctor that pees all over everything like it's not that funny maybe it was if it was one panel in a three panel comic of a comic that's been going
0: on for 10 years you could kind of like ignore it but like i I was generally amused by the one where they he creates like the unhorse the most recent comic that was funny where he he creates a horse without bones and then he has to like select shooting it but he doesn't want to but the game demands it of him
1: Well, you know why that's funny is because they say the disgusting things, but they don't show it to you. Like, that's a very important distinction. That's why when we make poop jokes, it's okay. Because it's sort of (laughs) self-aware. Like Gantz. Except Gantz isn't self-aware. But that's a discussion for another day in my Harvard peer-reviewed journal. (laughs)
0: But, yeah, I mean, I guess it was all right. I, I was kind of digging the whole evil mime thing. Uh, I
1: wish, like, when they create this mythos with the Cthulian thing and the, uh, the mimes, like the evil mimes that are trying to resurrect their Cthulhu god, I while playing it, I was like, I wish you guys would just make a real horror game and maybe it would be kind of cool.
0: You just wish that someone could make Call of Cthulhu good, don't you?
1: Yeah, basically. Like <laughs> Cthulhu
0: these days, it's totally untapped, and I really feel like What are you talking about? Horror? Hellboy and the Golden Army is essentially a I mean, it's not, you know, a total I feel like it's a it's a pop uh pulp version of what you're talking about. I, I mean, I mean in the t-
1: last Hellboy movie, they killed Cthulhu with a Bandolier of grenades. So, did,
0: that was not Cthulhu, that was Rasputin. It was Cthulhu look alike. Yeah. And we all know that the only thing that I mean, that's the only thing that the, the Russian army was lacking, the bandolier of grenades. They just didn't have that <laughs> technology. <I> crap-
1: then. <laughs> Anemia just wasn't good enough. <laughs> Stabbing oh, him a bunch of times
0: and throwing him in the river. Please. Uh,
1: I don't Like I feel like horror horror is something that is especially suited to like video games like maybe there is no better format than the video game for horror because it's interactive so it's so much more scary because you're taking part in this and like there's this whole sort of weird thing where like you're purposefully moving it forward and purposely wanting to be scared and taking like an active part in it That, like, really suits it. That's why, like, Silent Hill 2 as a movie would be, like, sort of weird and it would be scary and unnerving and whatever. But, you know, there's that scene in Silent Hill 2 where you have to run down a staircase for, like, five minutes And the whole time you're thinking, I should not be going down this staircase. And it's not like this character on the screen should not be going down this staircase. It's like, I shouldn't be doing this. And, like, I remember the first time I watched Scabs play it, like, I told him to go back. And he did. We were like, you don't want to be here right now. Like, Yeah. Or, like, you know, the bathtub scene in Eternal Darkness. Like, those sort of flash scares are very scary in movies. But... You initiated that scare. Like, is there some sort of greater thing going on here where the want to be scared is transformed by the player's intent? I just think video games are primed for some good old Cthulhu action, and really all we've gotten is Eternal Darkness, which was pretty good, but not, like, the best game ever. And Call of Cthulhu was atrocious.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. I think that video games, you know, this evoke a special level of, um, I don't even know what you want to call it, identification with a character. In movies, yeah. yeah. Well, that's
1: that's what I'm saying. Like when you're going down that staircase, it's not James Sunderland going down; it, it's you. <laughs> sort of. I mean, this is this is not really what we talk about on this podcast. I won't try and go too off the deep end. The penny arcade we, games combat system was okay. Well, it just it wasn't great.
0: That was I mean, it. Just felt like a flash game, like, and I think, yeah. it, the, the, and not like the production values were that low, but all the combat just felt like I, you know, I felt like I was playing a banner ad, to get taken somewhere I didn't really want to be.
1: I think the problem with the combat was it was a total reinterpretation of Japanese RPG combat. But in the end, it, it's the exact same thing. Like it's got a different coat of paint on it, but you're functionally pushing the same buttons.
0: Yeah. And well, the, I mean, like the, the problem like- they had block and stuff like uh, I don't know. The most recent one is Eternal Sonata. They totally had block, and it was beyond actually, the beyond. Yeah. It's, so it's like block is not a new innovation. Block has probably been there in other games as well. And like, I don't, yeah, I mean, I just, I think it was really, it, this game was only going to capture you if it really makes you laugh and you think it's funny. And it didn't do that for me. So I didn't really like it and I probably won't pursue the rest of them. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I guess I can't recommend it because I don't think it's funny. I really like Penny Arcade the comic strip a lot of the time, but I, I feel like they're better at writing comic strips or at least making comic strips funny.
1: Well, I think the the huge issue I have with um this thing is that it's an episodic game so it's sort of what we see now is what we're going to get for the rest of it. And that's a problem because how do you get to the point where you you've created these weapons that are capable of slaying an evil god and now you're going to have to regress in some way like If we've already unlocked their ultimate power-up moves, like, what can the next game give us?
0: Yeah. Uh, It's definitely... I want to call it the Scribe Syndrome, but I guess it's more accurately described as DBZ. You know, once you reach the maximum level, what's the next maximum level? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, like, how uh,
1: we beat Vegeta, but freezes right around the corner.
0: Well, it's just like how... I better, you know... And I guess they could do, like, some self-referential humor thing where you you know oh you wake up and you have amnesia and you've forgotten all this stuff but like that might be kind of funny for about 6 seconds but it's ultimately just going to be the same exact ploy that you use to start one of these games off yeah i yeah. mean i just i don't see it like oh now we need something different because we're not using uh these weapons anymore or maybe we like frame the weapons and the team has been broken up but it's i don't know there's I also just, I,
1: I love games that let you upgrade stuff, and I hate games that make the upgrades basically meaningless. Like, all that the upgrades really do is make your attack better so you can fight the next group of monsters.
0: Yeah. Like also, there's, there's a level really cap nothing to it. and no respawning
1: monsters is super weak. Well there there was enough monsters to get you to the level cap.
0: I thought that I found that well there was actually more because there's one if you uh I think if you roll the d20 to let that one um I don't know robot, I'm going to call him that, the robot out of the glass uh terrarium or whatever you want to call it in there. Wait, he he gets out? Yeah, if you roll a 20 he disappears. And I think it's the only way to find the last uh robot. No, because I didn't do that and I got all the robots. Really? Where was the last freaking I f- robot? I wandered around that stupid pelican bay thing forever. Uh, it's probably there's one right before the last boss
1: in a dead pelican.
0: No, I found That's that probably
1: one. Probably the one you miss. Oh, I don't know. Don't worry Crap. about it. I mean I don't I don't even think they those upgrades do anything because the super weapons are like way better than the upgrades.
0: Yeah. Well and the other thing is, I mean I was also the overkill bonus not really that worth it. That's the problem yeah, like
1: I thought that was really cool in the beginning. I was like, "Oh, okay, so like use your super moves and if you, if your super move defeats the enemy, like it gives you a bonus, but the bonus is
0: really just a statistic and it doesn't have any practical effect. Like it doesn't mean anything. And also like the last boss had like six how much how many hit points did he have like sixty thousand or something yeah well, it was like forty five thousand yeah whatever it was, it was not nearly enough because I totally wrecked him, and I was bored by the end. yeah, I know
1: I mean his attacks were not that hard to block i I had never used an item up until that point in the game, so I just used them all on him
0: <laughs> yeah well i used I used a lot of the armor downs, like I would throw those out uh, like they were going out of style.
1: Uh, I beat the Mime boss using only the explody weapons. Really? <laughs> yeah, the, like the Mime just Pope? enough to kill him. Yeah, the mind boss. Uh, that was kind of funny. I guess. I also I didn't like
0: the whole character creation thing, even if I did have a fat goatee guy. Well, you could only have enough that that there it was actually severely limited. There were options that weren't even available on that screen, and you could yeah. totally tell it's because they hadn't drawn those characters they hadn't produced the artwork to manifest that choice yeah. which is just totally weak if you're going to give me episode of, episodic content and i'm going to be with this character you can't hamstring me outright or you can't like it, it just became obvious that there was some piece that was left out of the game and the game yeah. wasn't complicated enough to be leaving things out it's like what, what did you leave out was it the fun part? <laughs> Snap, Joel! You crazy girlfriend. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. know. It was pretty I thought enjoyable. It was all right. I was not. I think I was actually kind of appalled at all the hobo killing jokes. Yeah, I. That made me kind just, of squeamish. I can
1: never get behind the whole fruit fucker thing. I feel like whenever they make those like long running gags their sense of humor and mine is wildly divergent. The Divix like, player is funny. He's not but, even around anymore.
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be in the game. It's one of the unlockables in the next episode.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um the uh but yeah, that like the the robots, the cardboard tube samurai was stupid. That was funny in like the first couple comics they did. Like, the one before it was the Cardboard 2 Samurai was hilarious. (laughs) And the one where he goes to EGM to get the, like, Xbox Live bonus disc, and then he has to fight a wizard and ninjas, that was kind of funny. But as soon as they started taking it serious and drawing, like, traditional Japanese-style battle scrolls or whatever, I was like, no, 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 no. Clearly, you have overestimated your self-importance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a reason for people to like it, but I think the reason for people to like it is that they're, you know, 13. Yeah.
1: I, I did really like the ad campaign they had running for it. I thought that was funny, where they, like, took the quotes from the guy who really hated it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this, this game sucks, and anyone who likes it, it sucks. Penny Arcade is as funny as something that is not funny. <laughs>
0: And I mean I I I like it for that very reason, you know. They just kind of they produce this thing, they put their stamp on it. They were really involved in creating it. And it's something that's, you know, genuinely theirs and it's genuinely Penny Arcade. And, you know, in an era of video games that are mass produced or are becoming more expensive so you end up with like a Grand Theft Auto, which is the equivalent of a blockbuster movie, uh, it's nice that there's some people out there who are making different games or investing their resources in um creating something that's their own vision, you know? And it, and it's not passage. And it is not passage. Cuz <laughs> that's important. That is not a game. And I mean, I guess you could say it's digital art and I I think I would give passage more credence if somebody called it art. Yeah, cuz I'm more I'm more in line with accepting abstract forms in art or abstract ideals. I will not call it a game.
1: What can you do? I think my, my time is running slow, because apparently we've been talking for 20 minutes. Is that not the case? Uh, I'm at 40,
0: and it's yeah. definitely almost 11. So that, that follows.
1: We better get this train, on, train rolling, as Aerosmith
0: once said. This is like the least funny podcast we've ever done. But it was so deep. It wasn't really this that deep. This is emotionally complexly.
1: I think everybody out there should go watch
0: Gonz. When their girlfriends aren't around. (laughs) If there's really think about it. If there's a lesson you can take from our video game podcast, it's that you should watch (laughs) gods.
1: I don't know. I would I would like to hear some feedback on that. You have to detach yourself from watching the show. It's complex and sort of stupid what I'm suggesting you do, but you shouldn't watch the show, but you should like watch yourself watching the show. (laughs)
0: You're going to have to get so, a little abstract. So put a mirror
1: next to the TV. And also, you know, maybe do it with your pants unbuttoned and see what happens. <laughs> I'm just saying you might be surprised.
0: No, I would Depending
1: not. Depending on the scene, you might be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know I liked Try that. And oh. nobody else must ever know. <laughs> <laughs> right. L. O to the quote. Yeah. And then dialogue, If you know the
0: Strike up this band of nebbishes You cultivate nebulous fetishes. The FPS, RPG, or MM Pog. Any obsession to blabber over by blog or BBS? Step in. Tell by geekishness it's Your frame rate and frags today, both mm-hmm. impressive. And yes, your affinity for a certain sight of some amusement A classic adorned parlor of fun Where you let loose pent-up scent pieces To partake of flicker dramas That you branded a sniper bitch A rocket mama humper Oh no They said you're cheating But with coins in hand You got more game than Will Wheaton When's this MC about to get funny? I'm losing patience Wanna know how the pants contain? One wang and two next stations in a tandy hole Where he plays whack-a-mole, toilet paper, front lock, a lock of rock The P.A. song at the lowest common denominator Not as a hater of culture, or a relaxer in class, but an expert at math Accountant, how the penny arcade owns your ass the quote and If you know the You high,
1: Joel White, I thought I smelled your foul stench when I was brought on board
0: ah yes what is that from are you we we, star wars star
1: wars (laughs) jerry and jerry and scares used to say it all the time back in the day
0: i did not i don't think i was ever privy to that
1: Grandma's talking i thought i spelled your foul stench when i was brought on board
0: (laughs) delightful i don't know (laughs) you recording
1: yeah i am recording then shall we clap